Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners. We also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Andy Marshall, founder and proprietor at A. Marshall Family Foods in Franklin, Tennessee. Hello, Andy. Welcome to the Family Business Today. We are glad that you could join us. Thanks, Greg. Glad to do this. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, first of all, the easy question. Tell us about A. Marshall Family Foods. Well, uh, A. Marshall Family Foods is a family-owned restaurant group, a hospitality group. We started with one little location in Leapers Fork called Puckett's Grocery and slowly built it from there um, to now uh, nine restaurants, uh, four different concepts, and two ice cream stores to go along with uh, two event venues and a food truck. So um, we've got a lot going on. Oh, that's great. That's great. So tell me, tell me um, uh, when when did it first get started? I know you told me about it getting started out, I believe, out in Leaper's Fork. Uh, but uh, uh, when did the business get started? When did you start the business? Yeah, so we, we bought the uh, Puckett's Grocery in 1998 and uh, operated as a small community grocery store and slowly uh, changed it over to a a uh, food and music venue, um, mostly out of necessity for survival, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. built, a, built a brand out of that uh, reputation of what we were doing there. And then in 2004, we opened our first full-blown restaurant, which was, uh, again, Puckett's Grocery, and it was in downtown Franklin. And so um, learned a lot about the, the business uh, while we were at Leapers Ford, kind of figured out the restaurant business coming from a grocery background, and uh, and then expanded in 2004 and then again in 2010 to downtown Nashville. And then really from 2010 till uh, 2017, we've just exploded. Okay, so you've mentioned already that you're located, started in Franklin, but you have a uh multiple locations so uh first of all could you tell us what are what are so maybe some of the people might be listening may not be familiar with your brand so what what are the names of the restaurants right so we have five uh puckets restaurants and they are in downtown franklin downtown nashville um downtown murfreesboro uh downtown columbia and downtown chattanooga kind of a theme there they're all located in thriving downtowns mm-hmm. um, and then we have a Puckett's Boathouse in downtown Franklin we have a Scouts Pub which is in the community of West Haven which is southwest of Franklin and uh, Homestead Manor which is uh, in Thompson Station which is a beautiful antebellum home uh, built in 1819 uh, Battle of Thompson Station was fought on the property and it's 50 acres uh, organic farm and it's a true farm to table restaurant um, and then our most recent acquisition, we're fixing to open up in just a few weeks, will be Deacon's New South, and that will be the bottom of the LNC Tower in downtown Nashville, which um, you know, I'm sure you know this, but the LNC Tower was the very first skyscraper built in the whole southeast. So uh, it's an iconic building we're thrilled to be uh, operating here. 
Okay. Yes, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. We're both locals, so we do remember that. But so, so uh, I've heard a little bit about it, but tell, tell us about where did the name Deacon come from? <laughs> so Deacons was my college nickname given to me by a bunch of uh, my fraternity brothers, and it's kind of stuck over the years. And so every one of our restaurants has some sort of story. And uh, and so the, the story behind this one is uh, that... Uh, Bringing out that old college nickname and uh, and making a restaurant out of it. Oh, that's cool! And so, when will Deacons be opening up? October eighteenth, we'll be opening what we call our soft opening, open to the public, and then we'll have a, a grand opening, ribbon cut, and then a big shebang on November first. Oh. Okay, well, great. Well, best wishes to you. I know it'll be a great opening. We'll look forward to uh, to uh, uh, attending and participating and uh, in, in, in eating there. So, so tell me this. I mean, you. Uh, and a lot of people who who are maybe uh, thinking about starting business or whatever, it would have been very easy for you to have gone down a different career path, say just a regular corporate career. But what made you decide mm-hmm. to start a Marshall uh, Family Foods? Well, I have to take you back to uh, when I was you know in the grocery business. I started when I was fourteen years old, working in grocery stores and kind of worked my way up through the ranks and. The, uh, the summer between graduating high school and fixing to leave for college, my dad, uh, who also worked uh, in a corporate position in the grocery business, he came home and at the family dinner table told us he quit his job and he was going to go in business for himself and had decided to buy his first grocery store. So that was my first look at entrepreneurship. And uh I got excited about what he wanted to do, and I stayed out of college that first uh, first six months and, and volunteered my sweat equity and helping him. And, uh, and then later, uh, at age 26, after graduating college myself and working two years for Lieber Brothers right out of college, selling soaps to grocery stores, um, I decided I wanted to do the same. I wanted to, to own my own grocery store. I was walking in and out of different people's grocery stores, and I kept thinking to myself, boy, if they would just merchandise this better, if they would clean it, or if they you know, would staff it better. I had all these things that were just kind of popping up in my head as I was selling soap to them that I was telling my dad that, and he said, well, you're talking like an entrepreneur. Have you ever thought about owning your own business? And so that spawned, that spawned the thought, and at age 26, I bought my first grocery store and had built that uh, four grocery stores over a career from 26 to age 35. And it was at age 35 that I decided that the model of the independent grocery business was not a strong model for for retiring debt and, and really um, long-term solution to, to what I wanted to accomplish for my family. So that's when I sold those and I started in the restaurant business. Oh, wow. So... So your father certainly uh, uh, was had a real big impact on on you as far as um, the entrepreneurism and getting started and everything else and, and being on your own. So th- thanks, right. for, thanks for sharing that. So so tell me so uh, um, tell me what what um, who in your family uh, are currently involved in a Marshall Family Foods. Well, um, I'm fortunate to have all my children involved. Uh, never expected that. Matter of fact, uh, you know, one or two of them, I probably would have thought never would join the family business. But uh, as it's turned out, my eldest daughter, uh, Claire, she has worked her way up through the ranks, and she's now our COO. 
uh, I would have, uh, you know, going through college, he was um, a brilliant student, um, grading uh, papers for her professors and the whole bit. And I, I thought for sure she would graduate, tell us that she wanted to go get her master's, she wanted to get her doctorate, and that she would herself become a professor because that's just the path that it looked like was most obvious for her. But uh, she fell in love with the uh, with the family business all over again when she had graduated college and I just talked her into making a little extra money, uh, getting ready for the next step. And uh, I looked up one day and she's, she's coaching and teaching and showing other associates how to do things better. And I thought, well, she's, she's a natural and we're fortunate. She decided to join our family business and it's uh, certainly paid great dividends for her and our relationship and, and the business relationship. And my middle daughter, Emily, is my executive assistant. Now, she went to college to be a nurse, and she was uh, she worked at Vanderbilt, and then she uh, uh, traveled uh, with her husband, who was in the Army, and everywhere he was stationed, she got a nursing job. And when he left the Army and they came back to uh, Middle Tennessee, um, surprise, after dinner one night, she pulled me aside. She said, Dad, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I'd love to be a part of the family business, so... She's joined the family business as of a couple of years ago. And then my son, who I always thought would be in the business because he always showed an aptitude for it. Um, even when uh, when he was little, eight, nine, ten years old, we'd be out catering somewhere. He'd be running the register and talking to people and adding things up in his head. He just had a, a good mind for business. And I always assumed that he would probably join the family business, but uh he certainly has done that. He's working his way up through the ranks. He's an assistant manager in our uh, Murfreesboro location. So all three involved. Uh, Jan, my wife, um, she's involved in a whole different aspect. She is, you know, she kind of grounds us all and, and keeps us all um, uh, heading in a steady, healthy uh, lifestyle. So uh, her job is to be her mental coach and. Uh, and our physical coach, and make sure we just don't wear ourselves down. Sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, families. Uh, yeah, that's that's got to be uh, interesting. We'll talk about the dinner table here in a little while. But so, <laughs> so what was what? Uh, you said that uh, you really wasn't expecting the children to be involved in the in the business. So, how did that? happened between you and Jan as you made that decision uh, to invite the children to be involved in the family business? What 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 was that conversation? To, or did you just say one day, hey, uh, I want the children to be involved in the business? What what was? How did that conversation go? No, it was actually totally opposite of that, Greg. What, what happened with us was is I, I was always of the mindset that I never wanted my children to look up one day and say, geez, Dad, I've, I've been living your life, and, and I want to go do something on my own. I never wanted to have that conversation with my children, so I never expected them to feel like they needed to be a part of the family business. Okay. Now, we did raise them with the work ethic and, you know, made them participate in certain things, made them, you know, get up and, and go help us with catering or, or help around the house and things like that to, to instill some sort of work ethic for them. But um, I just was always of the impression that I wanted them to choose the business, that they would be happier if they chose the business as opposed to if uh, someday they felt like I had brought them into the business and they felt expected to be a part of it. So 
Um, I don't know if that was the right thing to do, but it certainly has worked out for us. And we raised all our children to be independent thinkers, and um, and I wanted it to be their choice. So we're just tickled they've chosen to be a part of the business. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. So, uh, mm-hmm. so Andy, what? Uh, um, if you don't mind sharing, what, what's what's been the biggest personal challenges you face as you have expanded a Marshall Family Foods and the role your family has played in the business? Uh, you know, I don't know that there's been any challenges as far as as the business itself. Um, you know, I think probably the biggest challenge in my career has been when I decided to sell my grocery stores and, and restart my career. I mean, that's all I had done up to that point sure. um, from 14 to 35, and, and I wasn't really sure where God was leading me next. I just knew that uh, uh, that I was a people pleaser at heart, and it was in, in the grocery business just wasn't satisfying that aspect of, of my why, so... Um, that was probably the biggest challenge because I was at the pinnacle of my career. I was, mm-hmm. gosh, I was president of Tennessee Grocery Association. I was, wow. uh, I was uh, president of Pickle Wiggly National Association. I was very involved in the industry. I won the Spirit of America Award in the grocery business. So I had, I had a lot going for me, and and to set all that aside and and just decide that that there had to be something that I wanted to do differently was a, was a real mental challenge uh, for me. Um, what would other people think kind of deal, you know, if I just walked away from everything. But uh, it ended up being the best decision I could have ever made for myself and for my personal happiness. And certainly God led me into a career that uh, that I flourished in uh, by by cutting those strings and moving on. Now, as far as in, in our business itself, I think, you know, some of those growth questions, you know, I was so involved in the Leapers Fork location. I made myself so essential to that business that it couldn't, it couldn't really operate without me being there all the time. And uh, and I learned that lesson. You know that uh, that I couldn't do it all myself. That I really needed uh, to bring other people along. I need to trust other people so they could grow. And as other people grew, it made me more expendable. So learning the lesson to make yourself expandable if you really want to grow your business uh, was 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 a big lesson along the way. Oh, that's great! Yes, I, so tell how many employees do you have now? <laughs> well, we're we're right here now. I just went upstairs because we were doing our first job, uh, our first orientation at Deacons New South, and uh, and we just signed up our eight hundred and twentieth employee. So we started with. Yeah, we started with 10 employees in Leapers Fork, and, and here today we just signed up our 820th employee. So. That's, that's amazing. And, and you're right, when you, with 10 employees, you can sort of walk around and be involved in their work life and their business life, but you're, you're mm-hmm. right, it is much more of a challenge when you have, to, when you have that many and in multiple locations. Well, well that's great. Absolutely. So, um, so, so tell me, so... Uh, it's grown, and it's, and you have all three of your children involved in the business. So, so what is it uh, that that you really enjoy about working in the family business? Well, I think it's providing opportunities, um, not only for my my children, uh, but for our associates. It's you know, it seems like the more opportunities that uh, 
that we can provide, there's always somebody else that's benefiting from those opportunities. So that's been um, the biggest part of it, you know, knowing that my my children are able to provide for their families and and uh, it probably at an accelerated rate uh, if they had just been in the corporate world. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I, I feel like, you know, that we've been able to do that. Um, but then, you know, it's not just them. It's, you know, it's the, the server that that flourishes in her job and then becomes assistant manager and the catering manager and that runs all our catering for the whole company. And those stories are just as important to me as, uh, as seeing my own children flourish. Oh, thank you, Andy. So, uh, so being a f- uh, family with three children and Janet and you, uh, I know there's never any uh, disagreements. So, how, so, so how does your family deal with disagreements on business issues? Yeah, so um, most of most of those conversations are um, likely between you know Claire and I as she has raised in the ranks of the business and she starts formulating you know, uh, how she perceives the company culture and, and the way I, you know, intended it to be. So um, when Claire and I get on a subject that we disagree with or, or that her opinion and my opinion aren't quite lining up, I usually walk away from that conversation and say, let me think on it, you know, to give myself a chance not to make a, a quick uh, affirmative type answer that just, you know, kind of put the foot down. This is the way it's going to be. And uh, and by the next day, either she's called and apologized and said, I think you're right, or I have thought it over, and I've called her, and I said, you know what? We're going to do that. I think you're right. So um, I've learned not to make quick decisions when, when there's disagreements. And to make sure, you know, the millennials now, the biggest part of, of their being is, is they want to be heard. You know, they want to sit at the table. So I've, I've got to make sure I make room for that and not just be um, uh, the boss, the dad, all in one. I've, I've got to separate those two. Oh, well, very very wise. I, I, re, I remember my father always would say if we had a disagreement or we had different views on something was, let's sleep on it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so the same thing there. So great, a great, Absolutely. great way to – great way to – it generally works itself out. So uh, – so you told us a little bit about your your dad and 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 relationships that he's taught. T- tell us a little bit about the values maybe that you've learned uh, uh, from your dad. Now you're transferring to your children, uh, but but also now that you're that you're uh, uh, also uh, trying to instill in your employees. What what are some of those mm-hmm. values? You know, my dad was your classic hard. I mean, this a four behind a, a check stand and bagging groceries and meeting his customers and talking to them. If I learned anything, it was the value of hard work and, and how valuable your customers are and to your success. So, um, on the other also, um, a very quiet man that didn't didn't say a lot when he said something. It, it usually was forced out of him. Uh, he didn't share, you know, the P and Ls of family business or anything like that. He, he felt all that was very private. So I didn't get to learn the business part of of that 
uh, through my dad. I learned mostly work ethic and, and how to treat people and how to treat your employees. Um, but uh, if I had any regrets, I, I, I wished uh, he could have shared that with me. And so I certainly took that lesson and thought, you know, I want my kids to know everything. I want them to understand everything about the business. There's no keys of how long we'll live in this life. And I don't want to leave them uh, in a lurch if anything did happen to me. Oh, and plus, if nothing else, it motivates them uh, to, to want to do more and, and see how this business can provide for our family. So I share everything very openly. As much as they want to know, all they got to do is ask. Okay. All right. That's great. So tr- transparency and keeping them informed. Yeah, I, uh, your, your comment about... Um, you never know uh, uh, what might happen or what the, uh, the day comes uh, for today or tomorrow f- from your standpoint uh, that, that they'll be prepared to continue the business on. So so, mm-hmm. so from your standpoint, uh, I know that uh, uh, you have a uh, uh, sort of a round table down at Puckett's in Franklin, and there's lots of – some people call those tables of wisdom, but who do you see, mm-hmm. who do you seek advice from – uh, for your business outside of your family? Yeah, so um, I've got a lawyer that uh, that I would deem as much a friend as a lawyer, um, probably because of the relationship we've built over the years. Um, I've got a financial advisor. I've got a tax uh, accountant and a tax lawyer. Um, all of those, um, a relationship um, built you know, if they weren't from somebody that just came by and gave me a card and said, call me, I do this. They were relationships that I built first and then uh, entered into a business relationship with. So I've, I've got a good core group of people that I, I, I trust and uh, and I will bounce things off of. And certainly they have helped us lay a path for our business uh, in a lot of the decisions we've made on how we structure our business and things like that. Sure. Now, I also have um, a gentleman that I worked for with in the grocery business. We worked together in the grocery business, and when I sold my grocery stores, he went on his way with the career that ended up at HEB in Texas and flourished in that career, and I went on in the restaurant side, and uh, three years ago, I talked him into coming back in, you know, into our, our business and learning, learning the restaurant side, and, and I did that because he's always been a great confidant. Uh, even when we were in separate careers. So um, I felt like that was a a move that kind of helps me, uh, again, helps plan for the long term. Uh, If anything happened to me, that there would be a real stable um, person in the business that our kids could lean on if if I was gone. Until they get to the age of when that won't be necessary, but right now it's, you know, they're all very young in their careers. Oh, that's great. That's great. So uh, what advice would you offer to a father or mother who is considering inviting their son or daughter to join the family business? Yeah, I I would say um, let them decide um, not to expect it um, and and just show them the opportunity, but let them make that decision Um, because we, you know, we, we hear the stories all the time of, of people that get in family business that's passed on the second generation. The second generation ends up flaming out because they really didn't want to do this. This was, you know, it's not really what they wanted. So 
um, not everybody's suited for to be a part of the family business, you know. They're, but they're if you build your trust and things like that, then they can all participate in the benefits of it, but they don't necessarily have to have to participate in the business. So um, let them make the choice. That's, I think that's a most valuable lesson. Well, thank you. Thank you. So uh, flipping the coin, uh, what advice would you offer to a son or daughter who may be considering joining the family business? Yeah, well, I, I have this conversation with each one of them. I make sure it's what you want to do. You know, don't come to me in five years saying, I'm, I'm, I felt like you, you expected it of me. I wanted them all to know I didn't expect it of them. I want it to be their decision, and if they made that decision, then I felt like they were going to own that decision and give their very best at it. So, um, yeah, I'll stick to that. Andy, thank you for being our guest on Family Business Today. To learn more about A. Marshall Family Foods, visit their website at www.amarshallfamilyfoods.com. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee. We are an association of family businesses who work together to grow our businesses through relationships, education, and successful generational transition. If you have a specific topic that you would be interested in us having a program on, send us an email to info at tncfb.com. To learn more about the Tennessee Center for Family Business, visit our website at www.tncfb.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.